1: Live from the bunker in the Ozarks of Missouri, because there's probably just one. It's Aaron and Danae doing Sift Pop with Josh from the Nether Region.
2: I just okay. Of note,
1: I just realized: there, are there more than one Ozarks?
2: Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think so. Like, I think okay. that there's some from like the Arkansas.
1: Okay. Because I didn't know yeah. if I needed to be more specific. Uh,
2: specifically the uh, Missouri region.
1: Oh, man. It is time for another Shoe the Dough Sift Pop edition. We're going to talk some pop culture, and we'll get right to the introductions, because joining us once again from the nether regions is Josh Childs.
3: Woo-hoo, that's me. Woo-hoo! Also, it's, it's singular, not plural. Josh Childs. The, o- the Ozarks may be plural, but the nether region is singular. <laughs>
2: so it's Josh Childs. Childs
3: no. is plural. Pl- Wait, no. you guys are. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be the worst one ever.
2: <laughs> what have we done?
3: Well, we're gonna- right. Can you start over? Is it too
2: late? <laughs> it's too late. It's too late.
1: Um, so we're going to review the man from uncles and uh, talk a little bit about that today. Should it be
2: the men from uncles? The men from uncles. It should be the men and one woman from uncles is what it should be.
1: Yeah.
3: Those folks
2: from uncles. The people from uncle.
1: I have to say uh, there's a little disappointment already in the chat that we're not talking about straight out of Compton because uh, there have been some requests for me to do an NWA song and
3: uh, <laughs> I don't... going back to your roots man yeah yeah going back does uh... everybody does everybody know that you used to be a rapper
1: I don't know if everybody knows that but yeah I was in a real like a real you know
3: tough yeah this streets, is real.
1: hardcore you know, rough and tumble rap group back in the day um, from a private school in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were they called? We were called B-Cubed.
2: For big, bad, and biblical.
1: That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everyone's going, who, who let you do that? Who?
1: who Listen, wh- it was popular at the time. We signed autographs and stuff. It yeah. was fun. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that is true. You actually do have people that, whenever you post like your old school stuff, uh-huh. they'll be like, oh, I remember seeing you guys. <laughs> so,
1: well, guys- I. I, uh, despite my rap heritage, decided to go with uh, The Man from UNCLE this week, and I'm excited that we did because Guy Ritchie really hasn't been around, the director, since he did the Sherlock movies. He hasn't done much, and those are kind of mixed receptions, so I'm interested to hear what you guys uh, think about the movie. But just uh, before we get into it, let's play a little clip, just kind of give you a sense of feel for kind of what this movie sounds like. They still following us? Yes. Is there one of them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is he looking at us? Mm-hmm. Does he have just one hand on the steering wheel? Mm-hmm. When you hear something that sounds like a gunshot, drive. There you go. That's... So
2: you got to kind of hear the what I thought at the beginning of this movie was going to be the main character, which is this American CIA guy uh, played by Henry Cavill, aka Superman. <laughs> um, yeah. And I thought,
1: aka a British actor, right? Like he's doing yes. an American accent in this. Yeah, he's a
3: British yes. guy.
2: What? <laughs> yeah. Really, this is like the moment doing when I'm... super
3: American accent in this. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah,
2: because. Okay, so what's his name? Hugh, the guy who played House?
1: Uh, yeah, Hugh Laurie.
2: So I didn't know much about him until House. And then I remember like him being in an interview, and I was like, why is he doing that accent? That's,
3: <laughs> weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. And then it blew my mind to know that, you know, They can do an American accent. Also,
1: Army Hammer, the Russian spy, not (laughs) Russian. American.
2: I thought he had a good Russian accent.
1: Yeah, I thought he did fine.
2: But anyway, so we just heard uh, the main, one of the main characters' voice there, and I have to say, at the very beginning of this movie, getting used to his character was interesting. By the end of the movie, I was more like warming up to these characters. But at the beginning, his. His demeanor and his, like, cadence kind of annoyed me a little you bit. You know, I but. want
1: to talk about that a little bit as we get into it. But before we do that, let's start off like we like to do with just kind of a general sense. So, like, on a five-point scale, like, uh, you know, liked it, loved it, indifferent, didn't like it, hated it. Where would you put this movie? Josh, what do you say?
3: Uh, I loved it.
1: Loved it. I put
3: it. I'd put it at the top. It's in uh, the top quadrant of the movies I've seen this year. And, yeah, Guy, Ritchie, I don't, Guy Ritchie's never really steered me wrong. Good, today. What do you think?
2: Um I just realized that it's not Lionel Richie, so I'm going to go research <laughs> that cuz I the whole time I'm like cool, Lionel Richie. A penny lover so, guy makes good movies. <laughs> so just head my Why is nobody dancing on the ceiling <laughs> in
3: these movies?
2: Well, it's like cool music. That's probably cuz he's such a great artist. Okay. Um I would probably give it Like at least a four out of five, I think. I mean, I was thinking like 3.5 to 3.8. Yeah, I did. I liked it. Liked it. Mm -hmm. I
1: think I'd land in liked it as well. I don't think I'd quite cross over to loved it. Although it's probably, like you said, on the high end. Of liked it. I had a really good time with this, and uh, interested to go into specifics. Before I do, I should you know welcome people who are joining us live. Feel free to ask questions, chat along, anything, observations you might have, anything you want to know, pop in there uh, on the chat. I see uh, you know we've got Humberto in there, Caleb's in there, Brenton's in there, Bonnie's in there, so uh, feel free to do that. Don't mention I see me, I Bonnie. Guess. And I see Brenton, <laughs> and I
3: see Caleb. Do you know that reference, Danae? Uh, uh no. Josh, enlighten her. Um, it, it was a children's television show back a long, very long time ago mm-hmm. uh, called Captain Kangaroo. That's right. And that's one of the things he would do. He would.
1: He'd look into your I, TV I, screen and he'd start naming he children's would, names. Yeah. And you thought and he was a, talking to
3: you. Yes, because he would say your name. And you're like,
2: what? How did he know I'm watching? Unless you have a unique name, in which case you have that terrible thing that happens, where not only are you not mentioned on things like that, Mm -hmm. but you also can never find those cool keychains that they sell in the stores.
1: Well, That's true. your, Your official name, Danae, is Jennifer. So I'm sure at some point Jennifer would be oh. mentioned. It is your choice to have the unique name. So that's just kind of part of the natural consequence of making that choice.
3: We're learning so much about the history of both of you guys. So. <laughs> Speaking
1: of unique names, how about Henry Cavill and Army Hammer? And those are fun Army, names.
3: Army Hammer. Can I say before we jump into this a little further? I might have said said this in passing before, but those two guys, the first time I saw the trailer, I thought Number one, it's like the widest trailer I've ever seen, but they look like two John Hughes villains, like from the rowing team that are (laughs) are picking on the hero of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like side by side. I was like, really? Could you get any more like, hey, like Ivy League? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Ivy League they perfectly looked, coiffed hair and yes. in, in great shape. Like they're on the I think Army Hammer literally was on his yachting team or rowing team or whatever mm-hmm. in prep school or whatever. Like, I
2: think that's a good thing to say kind of here at the top is that this is a spy movie but it is like GQ. Mm-hmm. This movie is prim and proper on fashion. It is on point on fashion. I mean like it's 60s fashion because this movie is based in the 60s. Yeah. but
3: To the point that the guys are... There's a scene where they argue about women's fashion.
2: They do. <laughs> they and they're really both do. really
3: smart about
2: it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like everything that they're wearing is just posh. And it does seem like there's a... Anytime you see these two main characters together, it's just like, man, it's like a every shot from this movie could pretty much be something you see in a magazine for them selling you know clothing or something <laughs> exactly
3: well it's let's
1: true. move let's move right into the things we loved about this movie and we'll start there and that is one of them for me is the way that this movie not just with the fashion and those kind of things but this felt like a movie of its era more than I think I've seen any <laughs> movie feel like I like I didn't see any anachronisms and beyond that I felt like it was almost framed. Like a movie from the 60s, I almost felt like they yeah. were using a film effect at times where it looked like it was shot in like 70 millimeter or, you know, something like that, where it, it, it was looked very, like it came from the 60s. It was gorgeous.
2: Because it was detailed, yeah. right? Like even whenever they were looking at newsprint or pictures or images of what they were going to be, you know, whatever there was in their surroundings, everything had a feel from the 60s, which is really fun for someone who's particular, but like even the pictures themselves, they had the graininess that we would see in pictures that were taken, you know, in that era. Nothing was like, uh, it it wasn't like they took a digital picture and they put that in, you know, newspaper. They had that in the file. You know, they're going through that file at one point in time and they kind of have these different characters Mm -hmm. they're introducing us to and we're seeing their pictures for the first time. We're not seeing the clear, crisp picture. We're seeing that grainy photograph that we would see from the 60s so it was interesting all across the board i felt like they were really trying to they did a really really good job of really immersing you in that time frame
1: and honestly if it weren't for some of the subtle differences in the way action is shot you know now in some of the visual effects that you wouldn't have in a 60s movie i could have believed somebody dug this movie up from the 60s again if i didn't know the actors and those kind of
3: things. But I'll say too even the way he put those action scenes together that's like that's '60s spy movies. I don't I'm not a, I didn't watch the show. My bro, I did have the pleasure of watching it with my brother who is a huge man from Uncle TV show and he said the thing was just like like it was spot on. It was the perfect representation of that show like in a modern retelling or whatever. But all of those like split frame sort of way they did the action scenes and where mm-hmm. they cut and weird, that's all like from like those sixties action, uh, sorry, spy movies did that. I mean, um, wow. The first one that came to mind is the, um, the Thomas crown affair, the original with Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's, that's, like, that's exactly what it was. So he's throwing all, it's like the, this awesome modern guy, Ritchie directing style with all these amazing nods to, you know, old school filmmaking But it makes this perfect, I don't know, for me it was just like a a perfect aesthetic. You know, he didn't shoot like any action scene, like of the, and he just kind of glossed over the action scenes too. Like when it came to an action scene, it wasn't about the action. It was about letting you know, now there's some action. This pushes the story forward to the next thing. You know, it didn't, but it was always a different interpretation of the, uh, of, of, he used different styles uh, yeah. rather so
1: and i loved know. it i loved the way he used music the way he would drop yeah. everything out but the music at times the yeah. way he would yeah. the way the way he would solve mysteries in this movie was really interesting in that you would see pieces of the mystery leading up to it and then he would do a quick cut back to you know the pieces leading up to figuring something mm-hmm. out that it, it felt like how your brain works when you do solve a problem you know when you do solve a mystery i thought that was genius yeah I thought, and again you're like i don't know because i wasn't a fan of the original show how much of that stuff is maybe copied yeah. from the show
2: well i don't that's the same thing here so just talking about the original having never seen it i know that probably part of what um so so the main one of the first characters we meet is this guy named solo his his like name is solo Mm -hmm. and he is um napoleon solo Solo. Mm -hmm. and he's a thief (laughs) and um got himself into quite a bit of trouble stealing art and selling art in the black market during the war um and then he is captured and taken to prison and part of his payoff back to the government is now working for the cia so he becomes a spy and he becomes like the best spy
1: and how about the way we find out who he is and who the the Russian spy is, their exposition, I thought, was brilliantly handled because they use it against each other. Like, it yeah. puts them in a position to where they're giving us information, but it also serves a purpose to how they're interacting with the other person, which I thought was really cool, too.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and so I'm watching this character. We're kind of being introduced to him at the very beginning, this solo character. And we're also being introduced to these other ones. We're going to be following the whole film. Of course, I don't know anything about it going in, so I'm not quite sure who's coming in and who's going out. Um, So at the beginning, I'm thinking it's probably going to be focused on one person, one main spy, like you see in most films they end up kind of sharing the screen throughout the whole film and have some really cool interactions one of the things that I'm excited to talk about too just briefly is the cool females that are in this one the lead the the women that are kind of present as are really strong female characters I thought that was really cool
1: and and a strong female villain which yeah. you, you don't often get to see a so really
2: good one mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah. I what I don't know and I probably could easily research this is I'm guessing that solo the way that the actor is playing Solo is because of the pre-existing character from the 60s because he has this particular way of talking and it's kind of, you know, very cocky and suave. I and just
1: think that's, a, again, an aesthetic thing.
3: I think
2: that's how I,
1: Sean Connery well, was that
3: way as Bond. Okay. Like, I mean... it It, it is talking to my brother. That is how, it, he said it was a perfect nod to Robert Vaughn in that he, he, he did what Robert Vaughn did only had a slight wink to it, but the wink wasn't an out of out of take you out of the series wink. It was just a wink that added to a flavor of the character. I, I love to hear it. him
2: explain too. it. I did, too. I didn't. At the beginning, I was a little distracted by it because it's different because it's different. Our Heroes
1: don't do that anymore. They're yeah. not that self-assured and that yeah. cocky and that stoic yeah. in every situation. I mean, car chases gunfights. He doesn't even slouch. <laughs>
3: you know, yeah. like his
1: shoulders are back.
3: <laughs> I, I will say, going back to the, the getting used to it, the scene where where they confront each other with their backstories, that's the only time I was really distracted by the way he actually talked because it felt like it was an extreme version, you know, if everything he said was particular and excellent, like it's this, very, it's very, and rod that certainly. monologue. Yeah. And that monologue, it was too much for me. That's the only time I was like, uh, oh, I, you know, and I, it felt, here's what it felt like. It felt like that was the first scene they did. And he was still getting used to how he was going to do it. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Maybe. I, I could be wrong, you know, and, and it also, I think there's a flavor of that that comes from the fact that he's a British actor so if you notice a lot of times when British actors will do American accents, they don't do true American accents because they don't do them flawed. Hmm. American, all American accents are flawed, right? We're all, we're, we're just, so it's a, it's a messy, a yeah. Southern accent isn't just a Southern, it's Southern and specific to region uh, and even your family and whatever and when a british person does an american accent or vice versa but i wouldn't know because i'm not british to right. pick it apart pick, you know but when they do one it, it it's always really clean it's a, it's a, it's a perfect american accent and nobody has perfect but for this character it works it totally works like he absolutely would have a completely clean american accent. Yeah.
1: Br- Brenton in the uh, comments uh, Josh wants you to know that all people are flawed. Not just M- not just americans, not just accents.
3: That's right. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Has he met anybody from I was kidding. <laughs>
1: Touche, <laughs> so Brenton. Did, did you guys, I hear
3: Brenton?
2: Did you guys know that Tom Cruise was supposed to play Napoleon Solo?
1: Interesting. What a different movie that would have been. Right? Just because of his persona, I think, would have yeah. had to own the movie in an interesting way.
2: Yeah, he, he decided well, he, to back out because he wanted to focus on Mission Impossible completely. And so well, then that's they contacted a, him.
3: The, it's, it's interesting because these guys are who are both like, you know, they're not huge. I mean, I know he, he's Superman, but they're not huge stars, right? Like, they're not like Tom Cruise. Quality. This is a movie is kind of a, it feels like a star vehicle. And these guys are good. They're amazing in it. I'm glad they, they cast them. But they're not well, stars. Well, it's interesting that.
2: because the environment that they're put in, in this film, because you're right, it is kind of set up for like a bigger actor type or bigger names or whatever. The sets that we go to in this movie are gorgeous. It's not just yeah. the fashion. It's on point. I mean, like these outfits, ladies, I'm saying, and guys too, if you appreciate fashion, there are some really, really sharp costuming in this movie i kept thinking the whole time i'm like man this is the kind of movie that needs to get some awards for their costuming and
1: interior design the interior architecture architecture, exactly
2: every every scene was set up so you're right this is this movie is prime for having you know maybe like a bigger name but um i think that at the end of this movie when it started off i was like is this going to be like archer Cause you know,
1: cause Napoleon Solo looks
2: kind of like Archer. You're so right.
3: Yeah, that is the other end of the spectrum. You know. Well, that is. That's what they're playing in Archer. That is they're exactly playing. what they're playing. They're They're borrowing from the original series. I'm sure they are. I mean, I like I said, I haven't watched the original series, but how can they not be? There's so much of that. They're nodding to that era of spy you know tv and movies it has
1: to be you know who it reminded me of was Cary grant he had that kind of presence when he was on screen just very always strong always confident in you know debonair and suave and all that stuff
2: i like that you know we've talked about a lot of things that we liked something else i just really wanted to mention was i kind of kept thinking to myself i really love this artistic camera like his camera angles that Mm -hmm. he would have. There's this one particular scene where uh, there's people driving in a car and um, there's a good motion in this. There's only a few scenes that they kind of sit in a scene for a really long time and they kind of pan out really slowly and you just sit in that scene for a while. But then there's other ones where they're popping back and forth on things and it still feels really good. It's not too sporadic. But anyhow, there's this car scene and we can't hear anything that they're they're saying in the car. (laughs) Yeah. And then it cuts to another car that's kind of like, you know, listening into the conversation through like the spy bug. And so we're kind of like hearing it. And then it cuts back over to the car and we're looking at these characters. Can't hear anything that they're saying at all. And then uh, she rolls the window down. And then we begin to have our own audience audio into the car, which I thought was really neat. But that particular scene where it's got the clear view of her face and that, you know, because there's no window there any longer. And then you're able to see the countryside reflecting in the glass. It's just yeah. like, oh, it's just so beautiful. And again, some of the scenery in this in this movie is really fantastic. And
1: and it's interesting too because in that scene that you mentioned, there are subtitles for uh, foreign language dialogue that you're not hearing. Yeah. Which I thought was
3: brilliant. Okay. Yeah, no, that was great. Or yeah, whatever. Because you can't hear him through the window. You can't he's while well, he's listening on his listening device, he's he's getting sketchy, but we get to hear, we get to read everything.
2: You know, but I have to say, I didn't like the placement of the um in fact that's one of the things I didn't like if we wanted to kind of start switching the things. Oh no, I've I didn't got more like. that I like. Oh, okay, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs>
2: but, okay, well let's keep going in that direction, but when we get to it, just we'll no remind you of subtitles. subtitles. <laughs> I'm gonna have have to I'm gonna have to talk about that.
3: You pull something
1: next, Josh, what do you got?
3: My favorite thing about the the movie was uh, every time he was telling uh, multiple stories at once, and every time you were seeing, watching, you're tracking all the main characters in one frame of time, and the way he would jump back and forth and play them together, he did it different. It happened several times. He did it different every time and i loved it every time the 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 most the biggest spectacle of course is through the end it's when the big dune buggy chase scene the way he that was shot was mesmerizing like i was blown away but like the there's a scene at a racetrack where you're watching the three main characters um and so and but they're all spread out in different spots and you're seeing them but and then oh crap there's just so many there's one it's it's one of those montage things we're talking about and it's all the split screens or whatever and the last two split screens it ends yes. and suddenly the line disappears and yes. you realize it's the like they're in the same shot now like yep. it was just so much too much too much brilliant and he and every time he did it he did it a he, like he found a new angle on how how can I shoot everybody at the same time differently this time but still keeping one overall motif you kind of so, got the impression you know, he was having as a, a good time. Yeah. Yeah, he was having a bl- That's the, so that's the thing. That came up in our conversation. We we're talking about good remakes and uh, of stuff. And it, uh, we were specifically talking about Fantastic Four which we didn't see but uh, you know I've heard <laughs> It's but,
2: amazing. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: But what there's got to be something to loving the source material and like lovingly preparing it like you really care. And this I I like you could tell Guy Ritchie loved what he was doing on this. It's yeah. Just oozing with – yeah. anyway. And not only – That was my favorite thing, those those multiple storylines at one time shot. Oh, so uh,
1: that was something I wanted to mention as well. And I think what I could add to that is it's not just that it's brilliantly visual. It's brilliantly yes. purposeful. It, it yeah. You know, the things he does serve – purpose of an action scene, which is understanding the geography, understanding where your characters are, you know, especially a chase scene like that buggy chase. It all served a very specific purpose for the audience to be able to be invested in what was going on because we had the knowledge we needed. And uh, I just I just thought the whole movie had
2: what I moments of that. That buggy chase for me was really interesting, too, because, you know, sometimes when you're doing like a chase scene, you're right in the middle of it. But he pans out. And they and he pans out in such a way where you're looking. And we were at the IMAX, so we had like this huge, massive screen to like try oh, to like nice. find your visual spot in. Which I
1: would highly recommend for this movie, yeah, by the way. I would too with, with the all, colors and visuals mm-hmm. and oh yeah.
2: So you know we're panning out. We've got this like kind of forest scene, and it's really interesting because when you're panning out, you don't know where the guy on the motorcycle is, for example, until they start to zoom in. You're like, oh, there he is, and it really gives you an idea of the distance that has to be traveled for these characters to kind of come back together in this particular car chase. So uh, and but whether we're outside or inside or in a car brigade or, you know, no matter what, I felt like everything was really, really well thought through. And as the movie progressed, I felt like these characters started to make more sense to me. At the beginning, I wasn't really sure if I was getting into the characters as mm-hmm. much. But then towards the middle and the end, I'm clipping right along with them and I'm having a good time.
1: I also wanted to mention for uh, another one in the plus category for me was the humor. I thought the dry sense of humor, uh, there were specifically a few <laughs> moments in this where it, yeah. like the theater was rolling. And yeah, what's, they really and were. And what's interesting is, it's not like what's going on this, on, on the screen is the kind of funny thing we're used to. It's just so very dry. I mean, at one
2: point, everybody's laughing while somebody is, you know, dying. (laughs) I'm not going to share too many details. This is the spoiler episode. We can do
1: that in the spoiler so I can talk about that specific scene because that is the one that stands out in my mind. But it's a good
2: example that it's that even though maybe some people won't like how it was all pieced together or something like that, there's still, when the audience is cracking up at such a big moment, you know, they're doing something right.
1: Uh, in yes. the comments, uh, somebody has noted for Danae, you're getting very close to spoiling that there were helicopters. So with the <laughs> motorcycles. So. <laughs> oh no, Josh, were you on that episode? Oh man, I think that was with you. Uh- Denae was like well, uh, spoiler. Danae was like, "This is a spoiler. <laughs> there's a car chase in the movie, and there's a helicopter chase."
3: Guys, I yes, I that was.
2: To, <laughs> I have to try to be careful. <laughs> okay, well, spoiler: have to...
3: Henry Cavill is in this movie. Let, <laughs> wait, Let's be careful
2: name. not to mention the boat chase. Then that's a oh, spoiler.
3: Goodness, now why what? do I even need oh, to see man. the movie? Oh my gosh, that was so funny, though.
2: Yeah, that's another that's one. That's another oh, one. And, oh, and
3: or tragic. <laughs> what?
2: depending on what you're depending on your perspective
3: <laughs> yes
1: um i th- i think you know there's there was a lot to love about this i, I think i mentioned briefly the music the dialogue yeah, the, the way great. it's written i think is really clever i'm gonna
2: like this um soundtrack album yeah it's gonna be a fun one and it,
1: it definitely to, be a, fun
3: to a point because we're gonna get into what we didn't like and i have i've got a I got a, uh, a stuck in my something stuck in my craw. Well, what let's get it? it out of your craw, Ooh. man. <laughs> Talk about it, man. If,
1: if you're ready to move on, I'm ready to move on. All right now. All right. So, give us your minus. What's stuck in your
3: craw? So my minuses, let's. I want to be clear. They're they're actually minutiae minuses because I like I said I love this movie.
1: Minutia minuses
3: being minutia minuses.
1: Great punk band.
3: Thank you. Um, but w- there's a couple of them. But the 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 thing that I I disliked about the movie the most was. Like I love the soundtrack up until like this one little weird Casio keyboard love theme that would play <laughs> between army between two characters, spoiler. Were, no spoilers. Um and I hated it. I, I, I that felt like out of place. So my I don't know, I didn't ask my brother, but I wonder if that's a theme from the show or something. Cause I, I it didn't fit with the era to me and it didn't I I didn't like it.
1: I'll I totally missed that. I'll, I totally missed that. I'll,
2: I'll piggyback they on played that. A, Over
3: and over again,
2: too. Yeah,
1: I was just so enamored by the love story that I just missed what the music was doing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also had a music thing I didn't like, and that was that um, they would use the music to really build up the intensity of a character throughout this movie at specific times. And the the music would build and build and build and build and build until you were sure that there was going to be an explosion of some kind and then nothing would happen sometimes. So I, I felt like... They definitely use the music to tell us that this guy is really intense, but I found it to be kind of distracting at a couple points. But I know, I mean, obviously the, they did the right thing because I'm carrying with me the fact that this guy mm-hmm. has, you know, this crazy temper or whatever.
1: I, I did not have either of those reactions to the music. It didn't distract me at any points, uh, And I found myself loving it at several points you know going oh that's a fun song here the the uh, dune buggy chase song especially yeah. the in the way it was orchestrated into the chase uh was at times uh, euphoric you know it was just the right you know chord progression would happen at the right moment in that chase and i'd just be like you know get the get the feels you know
3: yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah
2: over there I, weeping in the corner <laughs>
3: <laughs> i the, i the i also like the actual song songs like their choice of music selection from yes. the era like th- yeah. those songs were, were really solid you can
1: tell me. we like the movie because we're in the dislike section and we're <laughs> throwing out more we're likes still like well,
3: and qualifying. It was a minor dislike.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like the subtitles. Um, yeah, talk about it. I Maybe it's because it was on the IMAX and I had to look down six miles to see it. And so I'm <laughs> I'm missing everything above it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am missing 90% of what's happening on the screen, which I know is also trying to tell me a story. Because a good storyteller in a movie, they're going to use visuals to their advantage. So we are reading because the people are speaking Russian. We are reading plot development and things that we're going to want to know to help understand where we are in this movie. Which, by the
1: way, I prefer over, you know, English spoken where it probably wouldn't be spoken. Like, I prefer reading subtitles.
2: I would prefer to read them maybe more interactive with the screen itself. Mm. Because what we're seeing in other movies, there's one particular one that just popped into mind. It's uh, It's the movie where they're all trapped on a plane and it's all text messaging back and forth between Liam Neeson, maybe, and they're trying to, Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, what's that called? Uh, Just go on. I know the movie you're talking about.
2: So in that particular movie, the whole entire thing, there's like this nonstop. Yes. There's this, there's this communication aspect happening, but they bring it up into the screen to be a part of what we're so, so we can look at Liam's face and we can look what's going on and the text is close to it. So I, Although this movie is supposed to be in the sixties where that would never have happened. Like they didn't have that kind of tech. You know, so I I think that it definitely goes along with this being a sixties movie because everything else matches up the music. We've talked about how it's, you know, shot and the different split screens and things like that. So it it it's very synergistic in that way that the subtitles are at the bottom and they're in this big bold, you know, yellow color and they're easy to read, but again I just I want to be looking at what's happening up above so I felt like I was missing something so I would have preferred it to be part of what was happening in the screen itself maybe
3: I it should have had uh, uh, thought bubbles like like cartoon characters
2: Bloop. yeah maybe that <laughs> <laughs> maybe that would have been better or just Boy, just make voice
3: it, bubbles
1: just make it like you know uh whatever you know messaging on the iPhone looks like you know just have them pop in those little you know speech bubbles I'm sure that would there wouldn't be anything anachronistic about that at all.
2: Uh, <laughs> I have one more thing that I didn't really like. I about haven't gotten
1: it. into mine, and mine's a big so. one. I actually, mine is, I don't want to qualify mine. I really thought it was a problem with the movie. Okay, go uh, For
2: me, I got, I got
1: bored at times. Um, me too. I, there were moments during this movie between the brilliant action uh, that I was, what happened was, I realized, I think what I'm realizing now, the underlying story to this isn't actually that engaging or compelling. There's not a lot interesting about the actual what they're doing as spies to me. And so when the action and brilliant visuals... C- certainly
3: not original either. Yeah,
1: yeah, nothing... Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when it wasn't going full stop, uh, I got a little bit little bit bored. And it doesn't that it's ha- uh, help that it's almost two hours long. Yeah. So, you know, it, it felt like maybe it could have been tightened up. You know, I always hesitate to say that because I wasn't in the editing room and you never know, you know, what you need and what you don't, but... Uh, But I definitely felt like I went back and forth between this is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen to I'm bored. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) I had a very similar reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have landed that I enjoyed it and I have landed that I liked the movie, but I was back and forth during the movie itself. Yeah, and It was It was really interesting, too, because I had no point of context, so I didn't know anything about these characters or how they were going to be meshed together or how things were going to come out in the end. I had no point of reference going into this, so I'm equally trying to figure that out, too. So it, it, I did have some moments. I had one moment where I shook, like, I just shook my head like, no, 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 <laughs> no. And that is, uh, again, not going to be spoiling anything, but there's a... So okay, Aaron, you were talking earlier about how you liked how they are piecing together the mystery part. and They're doing like these callbacks to mm-hmm. wherever they do that in the midst of the scene where it just happened. Mhm. So it's and like you didn't like that. That was so stupid.
1: Oh, I liked that. I hated I it so too. much.
2: <laughs> I was like, are you sinking kidding me that just happened? Why I don't you th- like no, I'm not. I am not exaggerating. I
1: thought that was beautiful.
2: Within 20 seconds.
1: I know. They're I, doing thought, this I, I thought it was back. funny. Yeah.
2: Maybe it was meant to be funny and I just missed it. I think it. there was a
1: part of it that was meant to kind of be winky, you know, kind of wink at the audience a little bit. But I actually enjoyed it. I, I It was... Okay. It Because it filled in those little missing pieces...
2: That just happened, guys. They just I know, happened. but wasn't
1: your brain wasn't your brain going, wait, Why did we see that? What did that exactly no, mean? No, It
2: just thinking happened, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, but you didn't know, like you didn't know why it happened at that point,
2: yeah, ok. here's the thing about movies and TV. They don't show you anything unless you need to know it anyway, right. Like everything they're showing you is I something shouldn't. exactly. Like, the random guy that you saw over on the sidewalk that handed you your bag oh he's somebody important that's going to be the killer later because they don't do anything for no reason Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe it was just maybe i've watched too much like my favorite show growing up was murder she wrote this is just all stuff like
3: you know (laughs) well how could this movie ever compare (laughs) that's angela
1: lansbury
2: so
3: wait i I just got idea for a new another hollywood reboot
1: oh i'm sure it's already in the works I know.
2: I, was I'm I sure do. I do think that something that they would do that would be smart is instead of maybe going for a second movie, is to go into a mini series. Interesting. Be- I because I, these characters or these actors and actresses maybe aren't like the big guys or whatever, and this movie may not carry as much excitement as we seem to have for it. <laughs> I would like to see the dynamic of these people continue but I don't know that I would go in for another movie.
1: Uh, that is the question I wanted to ask as we move kind of into our question segment, if you had anything, was do you want a sequel? I found myself walking away going, yes, I want to see the next one.
3: Yeah, well, my, again, going back to my brother as the resource material on this, um, he he said this is basically the prequel to... I mean, the you show. can kind of get that from the show, from the movie anyway, Like that you'd never hear the term man from uncle until the last two minutes of the movie. Right. You know? Yeah. It's an origin Thankfully, story, because when they show what a man from uncle stands for, it's like, Oh yeah, that's pretty silly. <laughs> 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 like whoever comes up with the acronyms for their spy agency, like is not the, like the, he's not the coolest guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey guys. What about uncle? Yeah. I want to, I want to reference the uh, being bored thing real quick. Um, cause I did not feel that way. Um, um, but I—that's—I um, I guess that's all I had to say. I just, to <laughs> just want to verify. You just want—you want to vote I did, I did for not a, bored? Not bored. Yeah, I thought there was always something interesting. Even cause the, the story. You're right. There's nothing to the story, but I—I I felt like, even between the tent poles, it—I was still like, oh, I always had something to look at, or my brain was still trying to figure something out, or I was still—you know what I mean? I was still enjoying. Sure. What the the journey and I the, like those rest moments of respite, you know, trying to because it is a little bit of a mystery to it. So you're trying to figure out some of those pieces of the puzzle, too, or whatever, you know. Cool. But, I uh, was there's...
2: confused about the plot several times and just had to be like, I don't really, I'm just, it's all gonna come together. I'm just gonna watch this movie happen. But I, so I don't know that I, yeah, like there's a couple times I'm like, wait, what are we doing? Like, why do we have her going to the that person to get to the who are these people and so then but it all just develops and you can kind of enjoy it as it goes
1: there are just some scenes i could have i could have done without i just got bored during them i i don't want to spoil anything necessarily here i can i can talk about it i can talk about it in the spoilers let's do that and if you again if you want to check those out make sure you subscribe to the podcast they show up in the sift pop podcast feed
2: before before we move on it's united network command for law and enforcement (laughs)
3: Nice. <laughs> that's what yeah. uncle means. United yeah.
2: United network command weir, weir. for law and enforcement. And they're gonna, they're gonna make law, the,
1: yeah. they're gonna make the bad law guys cry uncle. I think that's the, the whole yeah, gist. that's
2: probably oh, nice. it. That's probably
1: All right, it. Alright, one more um, thing before we move on.
3: Yes. So, I have one more thing. What's your one more thing, Josh? This is a little silly, but it still was distracting, at least at the beginning. Uh our Army Hammer's character is supposed to be like the big tough thuggy guy and granted he was like a foot taller than henry cavill but the whole movie henry cavill is busting out of the suit with his muscle he's literally superman right and mm-hmm. he's not the and he and the other guy is the one that's playing the muscle like the the strong man right like he tears a well that's i guess is a spoiler with they say it happens in the first scene anyway he he showcases like so the and he so and so one's like busting out of a suit the other time the other one's always wearing something baggy and kind of looks lean and anyway i just thought it was funny that he refers to army hammer's character as that thing uh-huh, did this the robot. you know, meaning mm-hmm. he's so he's so big and whatever you know anyway i just thought that it just struck me funny it took me a while to get over that i'm like wait he's supposed to be the muscle and the other guy is supposed to be the brains or how is what <laughs> like trying to find the dynamics whenever clearly like and even in the fight scene i'm like i don't think that's how the fight would end yeah the two of them but you know like so anyway interesting thoughts Did
1: Nadie have one more thing
2: uh mine is definitely going to be just taking a moment to spotlight the two female leads in this um specifically i'll talk about the villain uh first I love that there was a mastermind villainess and that we got to see somebody that was just really strong and powerful um who was you know somebody who you're you're built to believe in the beginning is someone to be feared and is a step ahead and then we get to experience what that means for us during this movie. There's this one particular scene where she uh, reclines on a couch she kind of like folds down on a couch and kind of ends up with like propped up on her elbow, looking down at one of the main characters. And she's always in this presence of just having a really great time and being really powerful and in control. And we don't, I'm not used to seeing females in spy movies that are quite like that. So I really, really enjoyed her and then the other female lead, her name is Gabby. In this movie, she was really Alicia
3: inter- Vic- Vikander. Yes, Vikander. Or Vikander. Vikander.
2: Or, uh, she's really fun, also was, to watch.
3: She was the ex machina yes. machine girl. Yes, she was.
2: And I really, and she's
3: also in that terrible seventh Son. <laughs> and she's slated to be in the next born, the next born movie with Matt Damon.
2: I I really liked. Um, I really liked seeing her too uh as a as an actress this is the first time i've seen her in anything and so that was kind of fun for me as well but she didn't fall into the damsel in distress you know category which we oftentimes see although throughout the whole thing i'm wondering like there was something weird about her and i couldn't quite figure it out and then her story kind of develops more and i'm like oh maybe this makes more sense now like why she's you know harder for me to figure out so i really liked watching those two and I must yeah. say her outfits, again, the both of their, the females' outfits, like the clothes that they wear, are just fantastically put together. Mm-hmm. It made me want to yeah. live in the 60s and or that that fashion comes back so that I can be in it. However, I know that there was a lot of wool and that is very itchy for my skin, so maybe they can do some sort of <laughs> synthetic blend. I mean, these are all the things that you have to think about after watching this movie. <laughs>
1: How did you get bored again? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What's your last thing, Aaron? My one last thing. Uh, I'm going to branch it into two quick ones. Uh, one is, uh, do we how happy do we think Army Hammer is to get the Lone Ranger remake behind him and to do one that's actually getting you know some positive buzz? Yeah, uh, no kidding. You know he could have ruined two old TV shows, but instead, <laughs> you know, this one kind of works. Um, I wanted to mention the innuendo in this movie is off the charts. Like I was really, surprised. and maybe that's like an old '60s thing too, because they had to lay it. You kind mean the of
2: sexual innuendo? Yeah, well, okay. yeah,
1: all that stuff. Um I it was just I was really surprised sometimes by uh, how graphic it was because it's innuendo, so they're they're not saying what they're saying. Oh, but they're saying stuff, you know. It was just I I just was like, wow, okay. And it's an interesting thing because in movies anymore, you just say it. You don't even have to use innuendo. I loved it. You, yeah, it was really, really I loved interesting. It. So I just <laughs> wanted to get, get that out there as well. Um, overall, I think we had a good time. I think it's uh, kind of a thumbs up from all three of us, I guess.
2: Yeah. I would yeah. definitely recommend it, um, and I probably would recommend it on IMAX if you have an ability to go see it there because you have so much screen, and this movie does a really great job of filling up that spot. We are going to talk a lot more about this movie in our spoiler episode, which we record right after this, and we would love to know your feedback if you want us to—I um, think we've pretended like we're going to go live with it a couple times. We're not quite sure so if we, you want
1: the spoiler, here's here's what we're, we're dealing with, and you can comment live in the, the chat right now, or contact us at com, uh, erinanddanae at gmail.com is an email address you can use. We're going back and forth about, do we just want the Sift Pop episodes to be about the movie we watched? And so we do, you know, half an hour of talking about the movie, and then we talk about the spoilers during the episode proper, and maybe if we have time, we throw in, you know, another topic, or do you like the segmented topics and talking about the spoilers outside, because right
2: now, the spoilers are only available if you uh, subscribe to Sif Pop Podcast.
1: Technically, you could also hear them on the YouTube upload on my YouTube channel. Oh, I do put right. them at the end of that as well. So if you do subscribe to Aaron Dicer on YouTube, I put these up every Monday morning. Uh, so a on lot YouTube. of
2: information, but basically, yeah. if you want us to go live with our um, spoiler section, we would like to have some feedback there and someone in the chat has already said they do like the buried treasure so they at least want us to maybe keep doing that so thank you guys okay. for your feedback uh we continue to love being able to mold this show with you
1: sick you said mold yeah <laughs> speaking of doing hey, it with I, you uh, i want I, uh, what
2: we're doing it we're doing a uh, a segment we're now. doing a commercial now josh yeah do josh. you want to do it go ahead all right josh go ahead with the commercial
3: Tune in weeknights at 7:30 for all that jazz. <laughs> it's our it's our nod to the favorite unknown jazz hits of the '60s.
2: <laughs> Excellent! Uh, Woo! Um, um, Nailed it! That, Nailed it. Me,
1: that made my day.
2: Nailed Uh, it. No, I just wanted
1: to talk about Patreon a little bit before we kind of shift gears. And thank you once again. Tune
3: in at 7.30 (laughs) on Thursday nights for Patreon, (laughs) where we talk about all the unknown jazz hits from the 60s. He's just... You just reminded me of uh,
1: Tommy Smothers with that one for some reason. I don't That's know if like ever...
3: one of the greatest things you could ever say to a, a man. Oh, I man. Want you to know. That's one of the nicest things anybody's ever said
2: to me.
1: Yeah, he was he was great.
2: Uh, also, another yeah. comment about liking the variety in the comments. So. Okay,
1: good. Well, we'll keep mixing it up then. We'll keep mixing it up.
2: Well, this is obviously All one right. of those fun things about doing a live show
1: that you have supported. See me bringing it back to the Patreon thing. Do it.
2: Keep going. Man. Oh, uh, no, nice. in all
1: honesty, in all honesty, thank you so much for your support of, of what we do here. It's interesting, we were just talking with somebody about it just yesterday I think about how we couldn't do this if people didn't come alongside us and say that they wanted to help out And that dollar a month or 3 dollars a month or, you know, 10 dollars a month or whatever you decide to do it helps add content to what we do. It helps allow us to, we're using a uh, new technology even today, uh, you know, to talk to Josh and kind of working through the kinks of that. And, seems to be working well, but we can only do that because you support us, and we're really excited about going live a third day Uh, a week.
2: Apparently, we're really breaking into some areas that have not yet been broken into. This is not how uh, shows are normally put together for people who come together, uh, not just for radio, but for other things, too. So it's kind of neat to break into this territory with you guys.
1: Yeah. So thank thank you for helping us invent a new type of show, the Patio Show, half podcast, half radio. No,
2: Radcast or Radcast. Not Patio. We've had this conversation. <laughs> we will continue to have it. All right, so let's move I don't, on to I one. don't
3: guess I don't guess the rotating geek gets uh, a say. Yeah, you, I do. Always say you do. Of course you do. I would vote for anything that has potty in the title. Thank
1: <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you. No. Shoe the dough, Patio Show. No, no. It's locked
3: in, 66,
1: 66% majority.
2: And and immediately in the comments, <laughs> we have someone saying, no, it's a radcast. Someone saying, no, it's a radcast. So I'm still, I'm still saying, I've got a voice for those uh. of us But anyway, put your
3: hands together. (laughs) A patio, Radicast. (laughs) All right. I'll tell you what.
1: We've got Uh, 10 minutes left. I want to make sure we get to do I want to make sure we get to do our buried treasure. So let's just go to that. We'll go to the buried treasure. And I tell you what, for our bonus segment, which, by the way, we talk about Patreon, we do a bonus Patreon only segment for our Patreon supporters that goes up on our Patreon page. Uh, We'll do our other topic, which we were going to talk about how politics are invading into pop culture with Donald Trump and those kind of things. So we're going to have some Trump talk.
2: Don't worry. It's going to be awkward. <laughs> Wait, that didn't come That's off awkward. right.
1: <laughs> we know you were hoping it wouldn't be.
2: But it will be. But it will be. So if you are a Patreon supporter, even if it's just a buck a month, you'll have access to that extra audio. All right, so let's get into our buried treasure. I've got mine ready to go. You may start off? Yeah, go ahead, Danae. So it's interesting because uh, we were talking just a little bit before the show went live and um, Josh was saying that he has a paper notebook for all of his passwords so i was able to tell him about a website that i use slash app that i use to keep track of all my passwords so i thought that i would use that for my buried treasure today
1: do it what's it called
2: it is hmm how wonderful (laughs) of me i'm having trouble
1: signing in
3: (laughs) 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 and what is your (laughs) password
2: tell us more dene so it's Master Lock Vault. That's the name of this company. There are several out there that, that make programs and things. A couple of them have actually been hacked in recent history. Master Lock Vault is the one that I use. They do a 256-bit SSL data encryption. There's tons of information at their website about how they keep everything secure and how they have secure servers, et cetera. But basically, you can uh, set up a free account. And you have to have a, like a login ID and then an, uh, like a password just for this one site.
1: So then you only have to remember the one password to get to all your other
3: passwords.
2: And I count. But that's it. not
3: true because you still have to remember your computer login, that's
2: or true. computers
3: <laughs> login, depending <laughs> on how many you have, and, yes. and your Wi-Fi password. Yes, and well, your Wi-Fi. Yes, we've, we've actually, talked about that part a little bit too. But
2: actually, no, you don't because you can have the app. And then all you have to do is just open up your phone, which I guess you could probably have that password protected too. <laughs> and then you can uh, just log into the app information and then you just make different entries. So you could have an entry for your computer login if you if you really needed to. Uh, I counted mine. I have over 100 different entries of different websites that I just don't, I'm never going to remember which one I was choosing. Mm-hmm. I, I like to pretend I'm going to remember and I'll do something stupid where like, I'll feel like I'm having a good day, and I saw like a rainbow, and I think I'm going to remember it forever. And so my password that I make that day is like, <laughs> it's like it's like a rainbow day seven four two because it was at seven forty two in the morning. And I never remember that crap. So now i I just immediately go on to Master lock Vault. And I make an entry, so that's that's my very treasure.
1: <laughs> I'm the opposite with passwords. I just mine. I am so unsecure. Like I have, I have my browser save every single one of my passwords because I never want to have to remember them. I, they're all very similar. None of them use letters or capitals or anything. It's just like they're all four letters Ugh. long. Like I just, I'm like I just nah. figure if somebody's coming after me, uh, they they really need to get better things to do. There's not, Shame on them! Yeah, there's, not much, after there's not much. They to get find. what's coming to them, <laughs> and sorry, which is nothing, <laughs> zero.
2: So in oh, the comments, he's uh, to... the BDG says if Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot will owns Master Lock personal protector, <laughs> password protector, and then uh Humberto, I think, has uh, said, yeah, because of the show, I'm now hooked on Mr. Robot. Have you You're stayed with welcome. it, Josh?
1: Have you stayed with Mr. Robot at all?
3: No, but I have every intention of uh, going back and scooping up another handful at a time.
1: Oh, you should immediately. I just,
3: it's, it is I just so don't good. like to do it one at a time because I don't like I like to. Well,
1: it. That's only, a show
3: that I, I can take in bulk.
1: Yeah, well, there's only 10 episodes for the first season, and they're through nine already. So yeah. I think eight or nine. So oh, okay. I think you're, you're all set to, to go. I need to rush through two. Um, and I all will right. tell you about halfway in something clicked with me and i went back and watched the first half of the season again like there is oh wow there, it's worth rewatching all right yeah uh, josh you're buried treasure
3: all right did we did i talk about um, before did i talk about escape rooms um no,
2: I'm
1: guessing well, i don't no. think we have i don't have.
2: think so but we actually have somebody that supports our show that has an escape room business
1: that's what it was we talked about their business on the show once yeah
2: but you go ahead
3: oh. you go ahead well that's all I mean that's all we have one here in Nashville. I have not I have not been to any of them, right? So but we have one in Nashville and it's I'm dying to go. And when I was go. in Chicago a few weeks ago and it was the same sort same uh, there was one like right next to our hotel that I really wanted to go to. Um, but yeah, that's escape that's room. It's kind of, I mean it's a, it's like the video game you know, get find your clues and get out of a room, only it's real life that you can do in groups. It, looks, family,
1: amazing. You know. it looks amazing. It looks amazing. I so
2: cool
1: I can't wait to take my family Danae has done it
2: yeah uh, we did it um, they are expensive depending on where you're at there the expense goes up just kind of depends on what you're going into so we had like a group rate we just talked to the owner and we brought in uh, we filled up two of their three rooms with the people that came and so I think it was like 12 or 20 bucks per person something like that there was a two involved yeah <laughs> Uh, there was
1: a two. <laughs> two hundred. It was one thousand seven hundred and thirty two. But it was so
2: much fun. I mean, I didn't ex- I did not expect what happened inside of there, but basically, you know, you've got certain personalities that'll rise to the top and start leading off. So if you have an opportunity to go, I would highly recommend checking one out if there's one near you. Uh,
1: Caleb in our comments uh, says the one in Nashville is expensive, Josh. So just heads yeah. up heads up on that.
2: Yeah,
3: I did look at the prices on I don't remember what they were, but I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's a blast for later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to save up or for when, three months. Go with it's the group. It's not like, I'm going to take my family. It's like, oh, I'm going to do more research and see, like, find the people who will, en- like, enjoy this the most. Like, yeah. I-, I think my seven-year-old would enjoy it, but, like... Maybe it's better if he's 12. Or you know. See,
1: that's the thing. I, my, four, is, my four yeah. boys are all right in that range. My boys it. are 10 to 16. And so it's like, I know we would have a blast doing it.
2: There was yeah, a review yeah. on the the lady that supports our podcast. Um, there was a review on hers of two people that went in and said, um, we did not have a good time. They locked us in a room and we had to figure out the clues to get out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: like. <laughs> I did not like so, Star Wars. All it was was a bunch of people fighting in space. In
2: space, guys. So anyway, yeah, you're gonna want to go go with people who who know what's going on and will have a good time. <laughs> All
0: right, Aaron. I did not like the
3: grocery store. All they had there were groceries. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never
1: going back.
2: Uh, Aaron, what's your buried treasure?
1: My buried treasure is a really simple way that my family watches television that I just think more people need to know about, which is we use a little Chromecast, a little Google's device plugs right into your TV. We combine that with a program called Plex. Which is free, has a free version. I actually paid for the paid version because there's some extra features. And I pay like six bucks a month or something like that. But it allows us to watch, to have different user accounts. So everybody in my family has a different account that they sign into that has access to all their television and movies that we have on our, you know, on our personal hard drive. You know, so I have all of our content, you know, saved to a hard drive. And so everybody in the family, it keeps track of where they are in a show, what shows they've watched, which they haven't. So like for my wife and I, you know, if she's somewhere different in the season, it'll keep track of that for her. They can watch it, you know, on their mobile device when we're on vacation, whatever. And it's a really, really wonderful software. It's called Plex.
2: It's really cool, too, because uh, one of the things. Flex, I Plex,
3: not Flex.
1: Yeah, Plex with a P. P. Like mm-hmm.
2: Papa. Um, you do with your, your boys is you will allow them to have access to different folders of movies and content. So mm-hmm. like when your child goes up in age and up in maturity, you give them access to those folders. So they, right. they're watching movies and content in, in their age category. Correct. I always thought that was really cool.
3: So, yeah.
1: So,
2: they so
3: I, I have a – go ahead. Finish your thing. Well, I, I was just going to say Hold I
1: have their content separated. So when they sign in, it only has access to the movies that they're allowed to
3: watch. So is this con- uh So I'm gonna sound really dumb, by the way, because I so no, is no, don't this worry about connected it. through like like reg- like the regular cable or like on your TV? No, nope, you this is totally through separate.
1: Through? This is totally separate. So like for but instance, but it has
3: like all the regular television channels and stuff. There
1: are no channels, so you have to find a way to okay. get your content
3: <laughs> onto the hard drive.
1: Onto the hard drive. So uh, for instance, with you know movies or seasons that we own. We can put those in the DVD player um, and on our computer and then rip them to computer files and then have them stored on our hard drive.
2: So they purchase their own stuff, but then they put it onto the hard drive. And like in some cases, whenever you buy movies now, you also get a free like digital download. So if you can't do that, you can start to build your library that Mm -hmm. way.
1: Yep, so it makes it makes it really nice. And again, the Chromecast is a key part of it for us because you don't even have to have a box to play it on your TV. You just plug the Chromecast right into your TV. It's like thirty bucks for one of those things. Just and a one time. And you just stream it from your laptop or phone or whatever to your television, and it looks gorgeous. So
2: Chromecast awesome. is awesome. I have one of those.
1: So yeah, I would recommend either one of those things for my
3: buried treasure.
2: For the buried treasure. So can,
3: can I? So this is gonna, I'm gonna sound dumb again, but one more question. Because yes. I'm, I'm trying to um, figure this out how ge- this works with my the, the
1: gentleman, the gentleman in the front. Yes, yes what you, do you sir. Yes. yes, you sir. What do you name?
3: Tune in 7:30 on uh, <laughs> Thursday night. So, so, um, what was I gonna say? Oh crap! I'm I'm being pressured because it's one o'clock. Uh, okay, uh, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Oh, so the oh so so with the Chromecast so. It, like we watch Netflix through our Wii right now, mm-hmm. but but through the Chromecast
2: So I can, you would
3: I can just pull up Netflix on my computer.
2: Yes. And, and, then, and then send it
1: shoot to your TV. My TV yep, yep,
3: exactly. And it's the and it's the same thing, only no you know we wires and whatever. Yeah. And all that.
1: Netflix, YouTube, well, HBO Go, any of the stuff you use to watch stuff online will have a Chromecast button that just sends it right there.
2: However, interesting. Chromecast does have to be plugged in. So you do have to be able to you plug it into your, your um, TV. HDMI. Mm-hmm. And then it also has to have a power source. So. But what's
1: nice is a lot of TVs anymore have a USB sure. on the side of the TV. Yeah. So yeah. you just plug it in. It's a USB power. You just plug it right into the, or your... The,
3: or the Blu-ray player will have one. Right.
2: Right. So you
1: can plug it into That's either of those things with USB.
2: I love my Chromecast gotcha. for so many reasons. Like I'll watch Hulu on my computer and then there's, uh, because of Chrome, they have just like a, you know, cast this. I just press the button and it goes up to our big our big screen TV and it's all done through the I Wi-Fi. Yeah.
3: Well, just in case, we're, we're talking about dumping our cable because we have so many of these yeah, you know, pay sort of Netflix and Hulu and yep. Blee Blorp and Fling and Re- Regal and Blapper. I love Fling um, I love great Blapper. Great service. Blapper's yeah, Blapper's my good favorite. too. There's a lot of animals throwing poop, specifically, <laughs> like, monkeys. But but that's okay, because that's, I me. Mean, I think that's what pays for the channel. Right. And so you they, they do that. You have to take that with the good with the bad. Um, but anyway, so it sounds like a great way. That what, so what's the uh, – there's another – this is maybe not the place to talk about this. There's, a... right. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's another online, it's like cable thing, but I, my buddy was telling me about it and I don't remember what it's called, but it is a i a, I'm the geek, ladies and Good gentlemen, move. but it's, Shroom, a, pretty it's pretty. a, it's a, it's an online platform and it has like a bunch of, of, the, you know, normal TV channels and stuff. It's like cable only. It's all like you, oh, it's like a different streaming. Yeah. yeah, it's an s- online source where you can stream all these other channels, um, meaning... Well, I still, if, we, if
2: we think of it know. after the show proper is done, I can always put it in the show notes, a.k.a. the shoe sure. notes. Or
3: let's put the question out there to all those people watching. If they know, let us know so that Josh can... Figure out how if you to can watch read Josh's mind. Lot cheaper. If
2: you know how to read Josh's mind, go ahead and, and put in the comments and we'll get to that. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Sift Pop.
1: Yeah, and thank you, Josh, for coming in and being our geek today and for talking a little bit my of Man from pleasure. Uncle. We will, uh, of course, have the uh, Patreon only content that will be coming up. We'll be talking a little bit about politics and pop culture and Donald Trump specifically. Uh, Also, you can subscribe to Sift Pop and iTunes or Stitcher. You can also comment there and uh, like us there. I think, right?
2: Sift Pop podcast is actually getting a lot of attention right now, which is kind of fun because it's, you know, our pop culture podcast that we do. So thank you guys for subscribing and rating and commenting uh, through iTunes and Stitcher. Specifically, iTunes is a great place if you guys don't mind going and leaving a comment there. And of course, you can catch the spoiler episode depending on whether or not you want to know the details of Of, what we observed in The Man From U.N.C.L.E. And
1: whether or not and how many car chases there were and what kind of cars were involved. You shush. (laughs) Or or helicopters.
2: There was a helicopter, guys. Oh, it's totality, (laughs) buddy. Oh, man, I'm never going to live this stuff down. And also, and finally,
1: please don't forget, 7.30 tonight... uh, Thursday
3: nights, 7.30, Thursday nights, all that jazz.
0: (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.